Welcome back to the Expert R. Our guest today is a specialist at creating conceptual artworks from photography. He has garnered international recognition for his work, having exhibited in well over 50 exhibitions spanning a career of more than 25 years. He is one of the few Indians to have been awarded the prestigious Lorenzo Il Magnifico Gold Prize in Digital Art at the Florence Biennale 2013 in Italy. I am very happy to welcome Shibu Arakal, one of India's finest photo artists, who worked on a very interesting project titled Malla for the Sandeep and Gitanjali Maini Foundation. Welcome, Shibu. It's great to have you podcast for us. Hi, Alchna. It's really good to do this with you. So, without wasting any more time, let me get to these interesting questions that we have lined up for today. You come from an artistic lineage with early exposure to art. Tell me about your artistic sensibility. So, uh, to answer your question, Archana, a little ways into my career, I kind of realized that my sensibility, my approach, and my appreciation for art comes from painting. And although by choice I've never really painted, I was exposed to art from a very early age. And over the years, I've learned about painting as a subject matter, and I've traveled widely to experience. it in person and the paintings especially the ones that have influenced my sensibility that's as far as my sensibility and things go and rightly so right i mean your father uh, yusuf was a very very well known artist and you know i'm sure that has brushed off in some way on you so uh, coming to my next question you talk about art that is truly unique in the present context and uh, not obviously derivative referring to a creativity process in particular uh, you know that is unique to that art something that can have potential to become timeless can you explain your ideas regarding this firstly i want to clarify why i prefer to use the word uh, unique as opposed to original because i believe that all art today is influenced and inspired by work done earlier so the word original can't technically be used in that sense i don't think okay. now having said that in the last year or so i've been writing an essay which is titled the artistic process to creating unique art so at some point i realized that my artistic lineage is a privilege that most people don't grow up with and due to that in recent years i've also realized that my understanding and appreciation of art and artistic processes come from my norm so in particular my belief in the process required to create art that is truly unique also came from my norm which for some reason i don't seem to understand why but it's not a standard today and it's certainly not obvious in terms of artistic processes today and on the contrary there seem to be many clichés that surround the appreciation of art and artistic processes which I don't believe can result in art that can be timeless. So a lot of these are my own sort of beliefs and things that I've sort of learned and observed over a period of time having been around artists, having observed their processes, having spoken to them, having known what their ideas and philosophies are and things like that. In the light of all of that, I've ended up writing for some time about the process and philosophy that I believe is required to create art that can be considered unique. so i can so unfortunately i can only go into an excerpt of these ideas that i've written down because mm. the the writings themselves are quite lengthy to sort of be concise about it 
the first point i'd like to make is that i've learned that art that is unique or which is one of a kind comes from years of self exploration and consequently from periods of isolation that and we are it's interesting that we're talking about isolation yeah. in 2020 yeah exactly <laughs> you know and <laughs> so it's not a terribly bad thing for artists isolation actually Okay. So uh, I hear a lot of people who talk about oh how hard it's been but I think for artists it's an amazing period actually that isolation inspires artistic courage to actually create something unlike anything else you know the whole idea of an artist being self explorative and consequently sort of putting yourself into this little bubble so to speak of to me is I believe is an essential to creating art that is totally unique you, so you have to be a bit detached and removed from a lot of what's going on otherwise you are going to become a derivative or you are going to have influences that are going to become obvious as an artist and in terms of the work that you create the second point i'd like to make is that artists who create work that is unique are typically isolationists <laughs> this is a <laughs> thing i've sort of observed and studied and learned over a period of time and i'm talking about art history as well not just people yeah. who are in my near vicinity you know and these artists are constantly diving deeper and deeper to find the most raw truths of their lives because nothing fuels unique art like raw truth that raw truth unfortunately is never at the surface mm. <laughs> so you have to sort of dive deep and for you to dive deep you've got to have not just the academic and the technical faculties Correct. but also the isolation required to dive deep and to not have to come back out of it or to keep being you know disturbed to mm -hmm. you know to break your train of thought and things like that the third point i want to make about this is that art that is unique is a result of an evolved creationary process and that is often misunderstood what is misunderstood about that i think is that that evolved creationary process is about a meditative instinct and intuition mm. that drives intellectual thought than the other way around a lot of people tend to think that it's intellectual thought that drives this whole meditative instinct and intuition it's not that way i think it's the other way around so which is why a lot of artists if you will find can't necessarily be articulate about the things that they you know feel and the ideas and the concepts that they believe in the philosophies that they believe in so because the intellect is driven by their instinct and their intuition they don't necessarily need to be articulate in the way they state it as long as they are articulate in the way they express it in their medium of absolutely. choice absolutely so your thoughts are very simple and clear but at the same time extremely complex and i think you know from having known you and seen a lot of your work that very clearly summarizes your uh, you know work and you know the kind of work that you produce so coming now to the next question how does someone understand and appreciate this art that is unique quote unquote okay so again i'm i'm going to keep this concise and i'm going to go into it points right so okay. the objective is not to make this complex in fact the objective my objective is to make this as simplified as possible and yes it is a bit of a dense topic so yeah. i can't uh, simplify beyond a certain point i must say very interesting yeah. <laughs> okay i hope so. <laughs> so yeah so the the first thing i'm going to say when when we talk about art that is unique uniqueness is the act of bringing something from non being into being this is as described by plato god knows how many thousands of years ago and simply put 
what we call unique is something that is one of a kind that's all that unique means when you sort of shift that to the realm of art it acquires a whole new meaning and a definition so uniqueness in an artwork is a combination of what the artist has to say his conceptual and technical approach to doing so and the coming together of all the artistic elements to create the final result itself i'm breaking the uniqueness down in in terms of art and artistic practices second point is uniqueness i believe will always be recognized whether in a few seconds by an educated mm. eye or in years by an eye being trained to appreciate art now yeah. you can i can give you several examples so mm. the very first time you go and see the sistine chapel right you are either going to appreciate it or you're going to get it right away mm. for what it is or you're going to look at it and say you know for some reason this is considered great <laughs> i don't get it uh. <laughs> you know but you'll probably go back because if you're interested in art and you sort of exposed yourself and you're educating yourself you'll probably go back and every single time you go back you look at it and say hey i'm beginning to get it so the point i'm trying to make is it uniqueness will be recognized come what may mm. it's just a matter of time time okay so that's my second point my third point is uniqueness in art is its holy grail almost impossible to achieve and as seen throughout art history art that was unique wasn't typically considered trendy in its day so true so what does that mean <laughs> that means that there isn't really an incentive to create art that can be considered unique Mm. you know there is no instant payoff so we you're sort of going back to the whole idea of art for art sake and all of that right okay. yeah because there's no instant gratification you're you're in this for the long haul and it's bloody hard work so, <laughs> so you can't you can't sit there and say you know oh i didn't get my payoff because you're not going to correct most probably you're not going to if you're one of the few people who are lucky mm. you'll probably get it when you're 70 or 80 years old or even after you're dead yeah after you're dead you're not lucky anyway <laughs> your children might get lucky <laughs> so my second sub point i want to make is honesty which the honesty of what the artist has to say underlines an artwork's authenticity and the more fearless the truth the more authentic and impactful as a result the work tends to be okay so i mean there's a lot of artwork where you look at it and it's almost evident or obvious that there is the honesty is not really all there right it's not that kind of you know putting your neck on the chopping block kind of honesty so it doesn't permeate through you don't respond to it you know instantly you know whether you appreciate art or not there is a certain level of you know connection to real real sort of courageous honesty which happens instantly which doesn't happen with a lot of work in fact it's very difficult to make that happen with a lot of work the second point i'm saying is that i think a fearless and unvarnished honesty is the intrinsic element in creating a bridge between the artist and the audience so this is a line that somebody told me once you know that an artist's job through his work is to create a bridge between the artist and the audience and i found that absolutely fascinating because in an instance where uh, the audience doesn't get the artist's work what does that simply imply if you go by this that the bridge wasn't fully completed you know it stopped somewhere halfway 
<laughs> and it's not really a bridge in that sense it's like those uh, you know that movie is there no bridge too far yes <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that you see you're never really going to get to the other side again it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot that falls on the artist shoulders in that sense mm. if he can't convey what he's trying to say so that kind of honesty is what makes an artwork relatable and the artist's statement through his work attractive to the audience honesty is always attractive i mean you know we connect to people when they're being brutally honest absolutely. even if it burns us and pains us we appreciate the fact that people are being honest absolutely yeah so that is an attractive thing even in art and my third point is art is about exploring the worldly while artfully expressing its most uncommon or rare truths so mm. artists are not guys who are sort of you know searching for something that is out there which nobody else knows about we are all living the same lives that everybody else is living absolutely yeah. so we are trying to comment on the same lives that we are living but to sort of dive deeper and pick out these little things that most people don't don't notice or people miss you mm. know that's so far as honesty is concerned and my my third sub point is style now that's an interesting topic because to me an artist's style is a result of his or her lifelong line of inquiry and what do i call a life uh, line of inquiry a line of inquiry i would describe as ideas and concepts that an artist has constantly engaged with so an artist style is a result of that you know okay. that sort of lifelong sort of journey of having chased a few concepts and few ideas because you can't do much more than that i mean it's mm. not like we're not philosophers in that sense so we we will take one or two concepts and juggle with it through our whole lives and hopefully make something meaningful out of that and the second point i'm going to make about style is that an artist's work being recognized by the style of his work itself is the highest compliment for having created something unique a visual recognizability in art i think is priceless so i am going to give you the example of the famous piet mondrian mm. pattern yeah. that was used by yves saint laurent in his famous uh, fashion collection which today is instantly recognizable Absolutely. just because yves saint laurent went and made that collection and maybe if he hadn't done that maybe nobody would recognize nobody that would it's a piet mondrian maybe people today believe that it's a yves saint laurent's uh, design design but or at least yeah yeah but at least the people who are who have come either via yves saint laurent or the other way around via piet mondrian know mm. that it's a piet mondrian design and in the, in its simplicity to make that so recognizable is an amazing task so and to further underline this point to me an artist's style and therefore a recognizability holds the highest of value all by itself bereft of everything else the recognizability of the artist's style itself is a great achievement in in, in one's lifetime you're so right so i'm quickly going to move into the next question because this conversation is you know really very gripping so painting and photography have inspired each other since the invention of the latter so how do you anticipate painting's relationship to evolve with photography from this point on specifically with re- relevance to photo art so that's see that's a really interesting question because see anticipating photo art's future relation to painting photography or photo art's future relation to painting is a very tricky proposition so there's in fact i would suggest or advise people who are interested in this sort of correlation 
to go and look up uh, david hockney and there's a particular video that he created many many years ago and mm. unfortunately i don't remember the name of it yeah. so yeah i mean but it's pretty easy to find it and he talks about the whole camera obscura and how that kind of influenced early uh, you know italian masters and things like that in painting mm. and how it was always thought that painting uh, gave photography a lot and nothing vice versa mm. but that's not actually true at all in fact so if you actually go back and do a little bit of study you'll realize that from the advent of photography mm. and from the advent of when photography became an art form or was recognized to be an art form even before being recognized as an art form photography has given a lot to painting mm. you know and it's not always sort of that credit is not always given but mm. that's the truth but i'm going to try to make that sort of future relationship uh between photo art and painting and okay. this is just sort of my anticipation and my guess i think uh we must understand that never before in the base medium's history and when i say base medium i'm referring to photography has it been possible to create a photographic image with such precision and artistry as it is possible today now what do i mean by that you know i mean that today you can render an image with the most precise colors and tones sharpness and blur and light altering dynamic exposure range okay. than it has ever been possible okay. in photography either that or it could also be in creating a dynamic multi layered composite image or using the widest range of digital and analog mediums of photography to alter realism even wider range of artistic styles and sensibilities such as hyperrealism which is very fashionable today mm-hmm. or trendy so to say yeah trendy yeah or simulated work you know simulated reality in a photo artwork so simulated reality would be something like a you know david lachapelle's work and mm. he he simulates a certain reality into his into his photographic art Hmm. and hyperrealism there there are plenty of uh, people doing hyperrealism today hmm. but that is sort of taking forward or furthering the idea of reality as we know it or as is accustomed to our uh, you know our eyes hmm. our day to day eyes and we're furthering that idea of reality or some of these artists photo artists are furthering that idea of reality by going into hyperrealism simulated reality you know and all kinds of other things which okay. can i think influence painting and i think is influencing painting today if you if you study it carefully that influence is already being seen in painting which comes from photo art and uh, vice versa there's a whole lot of photo artists and photographers who are creating you know very surrealistic photography and photo impressionism exists today uh, and things like that which is an again it's sort of a gift from from painting to photography or to photo art this is a very interesting thing i think mm. that it is possible today to create a photographic image without having taken a photograph at all so that i don't think that's ever been possible in history <laughs> why i say that is because there's an access to the widest range of royalty free images available today and you can just you know just access them and create something completely new out of you know you can put together like 5 or 10 images and create okay. something completely new which a lot of people are doing today okay okay you know it's even being done in advertising today and uh, never having set out of your studio to have gone and 
shot anything at all but so that's a, the digital creative process is just as interesting as an artistic creative process would be right because you are thinking you are looking to create you are looking to you know make something new like you've said out of you know five or 10 uh, royalty free images that you've just picked up and you come up with something brilliant and new from it absolutely and i i don't think there's anything there's anything wrong with that and hmm. it's i think you know one has to just learn from art history to condemn anything <laughs> because you know you you it's at your peril that you will you will end up condemning something because you might have to embrace it tomorrow <laughs> yes so you might you might be in a very you know tricky position by condemning something too early that's what i believe at least and this is sort of a a concise bit about some of the writings that i've done in the last hmm. year or so so any parting thoughts or words yeah so i'm just going to part and this is a thing i you know i made a note of because again this was told to me by you know someone who's uh, who i find very very interesting and he's a he's a writer and he's uh, delves very heavily into urdu poetry uh-huh. but uh, he told me this line one day and it just somehow stuck in my head and then i went and sort of researched it and looked it up and it's a, it's a line by a nobel prize winning french author his name is andre gide Mm. and he says that everything that needs to be said has already been said but since no one was listening it must be said again okay <laughs> you know and to me this it's a statement that reminds us that there's a universality of life's experiences and that art to me is a catalog of all the things that we might have missed in this sort of the context of art that line i think is extremely you know profound and and uh, something that we might want to uh, pay attention to and i must say that you know you've put together uh, in these short 20 minutes some extremely profound yet simple thoughts into very very simplified yet complex uh, you know statements that you've made today so thank you for this very wonderful you know conversation shibu and uh, for anyone who would like to see some of shibu's work especially from the malla series which uh, we at the foundation think is one of his best and most unique bodies of work please do drop by and you know have a look the works will be on display or we are happy to you know bring them out of our uh, storage closets and you know show them to you should you want to see and experience some of this very very unique work done by this very unique photographer thank you shibu thank you so much Arshna I just want to just quickly say that I'm really grateful for you know to the Sandeep and Geetanjali Maini Foundation uh-huh. for giving me the opportunity to do you know to work on the Malla series and I don't think I myself would have anticipated that I could uh, create a work of that caliber and stature even though I'm saying that of my own work uh-huh. I just I think that work itself for me is very close to my heart and it's given me a huge amount of satisfaction for having done this in my lifetime so for that I'm ever grateful and uh, thank you for this interview and this podcast thank you for thinking of me for doing this thank you shibu it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you arshna bye bye 